We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packers fans? Welcome into another Injury Report edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Matt Freilich. Alongside me is Janelle Mackey. Janelle, our counterpart, I think that's what you would call it, even if there's three of us, our counterpart, Eli, uh, was taking has been taking this Injury Report a little bit too seriously. As we know, he was battling some um, bad meds the last couple weeks, just couldn't read very well, and now he's actually, actually sick this week. So he's taking the Injury Report to heart, apparently. And it'll be just you and I getting down in in the trenches, if you will, in the in the analytics of this injury report. And it hasn't gotten any better for the Packers. You could also say the same thing for their opponent in this home opener for the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. The New Orleans Saints also have a ton of injuries um, scattered throughout. Yeah, I would say more significantly, maybe in the backfield of their running back situation has been a little bit up in the air with, of course, Kamara's injury. Kendra Miller getting some reps now. Fan favorite of Packers and the Saints and maybe NFL fans, Jamal Williams is banged up. So we'll get into that and more as we get you guys prepared for, like I said, the home opener for the New Orleans Saints traveling to Lambeau Field Sunday, noon o'clock. Janelle, uh, I, I don't know what to say anymore. We do these, I, you know, every, I try to stay positive. You, you do put that energy out when we record. I know when Eli and I record, uh, it gets a little bit more negative, but it's like, I'm trying to be positive the last couple of weeks as we're getting into injury reports. And, I need you to reciprocate the energy because this injury report keeps getting just nastier and nastier and week after week. It's like, it's just big names keep getting at it. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to see that the Packers injuries are already in mid season form, even though we're only heading into week three, it's like, they're just preparing us, you know, maybe if we get it all out of the way now, then we don't have to worry about it later. But yeah. And the toughest part is that it's a lot of our big name players too: offense, defense, like, we even got some special teamers, like a little bit of everybody's on this injury report. And yeah, we haven't even played three games yet. So it definitely, I feel like we have one of the most negative 
podcasts every week because we have to talk about one of the worst aspects of football and that's the injuries um and not just even the Packers league-wide like I'm already so over all the injuries that I've seen they're like severe injuries uh with like Achilles and ACLs and everybody's got a hamstring injury right now so it like injuries are the you know least enjoyable part of the game obviously because you don't want to see guys get hurt but you also want to be able to see the best players perform and so many of them already um have been taken out of the game for us so early so yeah we get the pleasure of discussing the negativity of football so yeah we we have to do our best to stay positive because otherwise this episode would eat us up every week <laughs> yeah and i think the maybe maybe the way to stay neutral how about it? i don't think positive you know with you going to the injury report's a little bit difficult but yeah. like injuries injuries across the league right you mentioned this yeah. week like you mentioned the achilles um acl that was trevon diggs had one in practice and yeah that one happened con- i saw that one i was like i'm already done like i was so over it like especially when it's the practice injuries it's just yeah, it's bad it for the guys and some of it too is like okay they didn't play in the preseason most of these stars and they're getting banged up and there's guys across you know the league and i think just this week it seemed like even more guys and more wear and tear practice is probably ramping up or they're just getting a little fatigued and it, it is what it is it's a collision sport but packers did have you know good segue have a practice injury it seems like in themselves and janelle before getting to that i just want to say like you know we exited last week's game with our top four offensive players off the field that being david bakhtiari elton jenkins christian watson aaron jones i don't mm-hmm. think there's a really a conversation of anyone else being in that top four if if you will and it's just like it's crazy so like i'm trying i was midweek being like okay once elton is you know has the mcl and it sounds like he doesn't anticipate going on ir which was some news we got on friday I was hoping for like two out of the four to make it onto the field. And as it got closer and closer to the end of the week, I'm less optimistic of that because all these guys have injury designations, Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, all dealing with their own injuries. Obviously, as we know, David Bakhtiari, duh, knee. I think we've all realized this point. Also, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson have been battling hamstrings. Um, They're all questionable, but the one that kind of flared up, like I mentioned to, you know, round it back here was uh, the practice injury. It seems like was Jair Alexander, undoubtedly probably i mean in my opinion what i saw from this offseason training camp going to practices there preseason their best defensive player jair alexander he's out with the back um wasn't listed on the injury report wednesday thursday limited participation on friday he is questionable i did say out with the back he's injured with the back so back injury is one of those that it's like it really really sucks i remember there was one a couple years ago maybe it was even this last year or two you know when we were doing this i think it was maybe an offensive lineman had the back and it's like it is a tough that is a tough injury to do because it's your core. It's everything you need. And we know how quick and twitchy that Jair can be out there and manipulating his body to be able to you know, pass breakup, etc. Like that one really sucks. And if you watch the Saints Panthers game on you know Monday night, a little bit of a snoozer on both sides, you know, that double feature, Janelle wasn't really great, you know, either way with 120 minutes of football, it kind of sucked. But if you paid any attention to the Saints game, you know, that even they are banged up with those running backs, like we mentioned, they have a ton of receivers that are going to get involved and continue to build young receivers that they're going to continue to build. And it looks like Michael Thomas talk about injuries, Janelle through two weeks Ooh. of the season. Yeah. Two, two, Michael three Thomas weeks of the season. has been injured for like three years. Yeah. But he through through through, uh, through eight weeks or excuse me, through eight quarters and two weeks, he is still healthy. So it's like, they have some weapons and I think that's, it's kind of shitty that Jair is going to be banged up. Cause I was having a conversation. Uh, was it Thursday night? with a friend and talking about who's going to cover 
Alave? Who's going to cover Michael Thomas? Is it me, Razul on Thomas? Is it going to be Razul on Alave? Or who do you put on Rashid Shahid? So, like, it sucks. It's another injury hitting, Janelle. Um, yeah, that's really, I mean, there, there's not much more to say than other. We're trying to get these guys off the, you know, questionable, limited, and it just continues to, you know, stack up with these top end talent. And, you know, woe is me, woe is us for the Green Bay Packers, but there's other teams dealing with it. But it just seems like we're getting, you know, top from the top down. It's just like trickling down the top players, top. I mean, if you go off this list, Jair, Bakhtiar, Rayshon Gary, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson. And then, of course, your first over, you know, first round pick this year, Lucas Van S. Like he's dealing with an elbow. Like that is some of your, I mean, throw out Van S. Out of the subject, that is maybe your top guys. Like literally from top to Kenny Clark. If you had an injury, would probably be up there. But like, everyone else is a top player. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it really just that injury bug hit early this year, and it's very unfortunate. And yeah, I mean, like we mentioned, it's top players on the offense, top players on the defense. Um, I know we've got a couple other guys, like, you know, Zane Anderson, safety out with a hamstring, uh, Daniel Whalen still dealing with that finger. But then, I mean, everybody else is a starter. So yep. it it really, you know, you don't want to have to use injuries as an excuse and you want to be able to be the people that say, you know, next man up, like show your depth, you know, fight adversity. But when you have to do that right away in the season and I mean, Kudos to Jordan Love for being able to play the way that he has been playing without some of his, you know, top offensive weapons. Um, and I know Aaron Jones is a running back, but he also provides a lot in the pass game. So he is crucial. So to not have him, you know, I think that with Aaron Jones alone, you win that game in uh, Atlanta. So um, it definitely makes it very tough. But like, yeah, a lot of kudos to Jordan Love for being able to just remain calm and composed without his two best offensive linemen in front of him and his two best weapons off the field. Um, that is not an easy thing for him to do, especially, you know, only a couple games in as the official starter of this team. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully guys will start to get better and then the team will only get better. Um, you know, obviously week one showed really good potential against the bears, but these injuries it's, you, you can't fight around them and like, you don't want to make those excuses, but they are really tough when it's, you know, guys like this for the Packers who are game changers who are now sitting on the sidelines. Um, and I know a couple of them, you know, Bakhtiari and Jenkins have been dealing with these knee injuries forever. And Elton, it's kind of just like a new, new little flair here. And um, you just really feel for guys like that too. And I feel like a broken record because I, I said this a lot last year where it's like they want to be playing and you get these lingering injuries for you know months and months almost a year you know Bakhtiari going on almost two years now or whatever it is maybe three I don't even know I can't keep up um where it's like they just can't get themselves off the injury report and it's just you know that's so that's got to just be so mentally draining for them as well like we all just kind of look at it like oh you know once again they're on the injury report and it kind of you know we can get a little negative about it sometimes but the mental anguish that it has to take to just like constantly be trying to fight through that. And you just want to play the game that you love and you're always hurt. And it's like these nagging injuries. So as frustrating it is for us to look at this injury report and be like, Oh my gosh, like our favorite players, our best players are sitting out. What are they worth? If they're not going to be healthy, it's like, you got to remember how tough it must be on them both physically and mentally to be in that position. So we just have to continue to support our our IR here, our injury 
uh, guys and, you know, just kind of hope for the best week in and week out. And, you know, Packers have been praised multiple times for their training staff. So they're obviously going to do everything that they can, but it just seems to be a bad luck thing every single year. And I know you mentioned like every team has them, but you know, when you're looking at your own team, it's very easy to just think like you get the worst of it, especially when, you know, if you look here and it's all the starters and, you know, Gary and Van Ness now too on defense, it's just, it's really hard to look at, but, you know, hopefully rest early, you know, short-term benching for like long-term, hopefully healthy down the road. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate because you want your best players out there, but you also, you can't control the injuries. So it's kind of just control what you can control and hope that these guys can get healthy. Definitely. And you mentioned a good segue because I was trying to squeeze this in there, but you mentioned just like, you know, holding the guys out and not putting them in there. And I wonder if some of this comes into play with it being, you know, this coming week, you know, if you look ahead and what, what, what type of podcasters would we be, you know, if we were looking at the schedule, looking ahead, it's a Thursday night game, right? So it's like, maybe yeah. you're going to lean towards <laughs> holding a guy out that's been on the eye, you know, the, the report, whether it be a Thursday night or, game against the divisional rival, right? Maybe you're going to so. you know take an extra couple days out for um, Watson and Jones and Bakhtiari yeah. to get fully healed. We'll see what happens. One thing with Jenkins too, and we'll kind of just, you know, check these off the list as we go back down. Jenkins was diagnosed, or he said he was diagnosed on Monday with the sprained MCL. the same exact knee um, that he had tore his ACL in that 2021 season. Kind of just a freak thing again. If you remember back to the play, second quarter, A.J. Dillon just kind of falls on his leg, and all of a sudden that we see him on the sideline, and they come out at halftime, and they got a completely different offensive line, so it sucks. So uh, just, to, just to recap, guys, on the offensive side of the ball, Elton Jenkins is out. Obviously, we know that. MCL sprain, probably a couple weeks. It's not going to go on IR, so that means you think he'll be back less than four games. Um, we'll see what happens with him. Of course, his counterpart, David Bakhtiari, same on the guy on the left side, one of the best left sides when they're healthy. DNP all week with that knee, as we know, a lot of the conversation chatter, whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever synonym or Mad Lib uh, word you want to sub out in there this week was David Bakhtiari not playing. And lo and behold, Mercedes Benz is a turf field, if you guys forgot so that was an a, a important news this week that we had to discuss but and then also yeah, well, in the Bakhtiari that, was not a fan of if you yeah. listen to his like 20 minute long spiel by his locker not the pleased. other day <laughs> not pleased not pleased and no, singling so, out Rob Demo- singling out Bob Domofsky also yeah was kind of funny that Bob had, was put on the Which, spot did you was there any part of you that actually believed that or were you like no Which this part? Joke, that he would hold out playing on turf not really. I mean, okay, me neither. Especially I mean, if you look at how the way he spoke when he was like really struggling just to get back. And I think even his wife, Frankie, was saying stuff like just, you know, quit the chatter and like if he could play, he'd be playing kind of thing. So that's why I, I kind of just was like, it's a fun conspiracy, but why, you know, why put all the work in to be able to come back to not play? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally agree. And, yeah, it, I, it would have to take more than one star player in the league. Like they they would have to it would have to be a league wide strike to actually make a difference. Because I Goodell's not going to look at Bakhtiari and change everything if he sits out for a game. You know what I mean? No, and it's it, that would be a very very. I mean, I think once you get to this point in your career, and I could be completely making up because I've never been an NFL player, nor will I ever be one. But <laughs> you would imagine 
like at this point in your career, you've established yourself so well, you're not going to take it's it would be extremely selfish. That's really the only way to, to talk about it. Now, some would say that he's protecting himself and in his longevity his career. Who knows? I mean, the travel might have done something too, where it's just that when you're traveling a little bit, you know, in an airplane, we know how much fluid he's had to get drained. Andy, Andy had a really good um video on the, the YouTube side of Pack a Day podcast, just kind of breaking down a little bonus episode. I think it was on Wednesday. So just kind of recapping all the articles that were out there from Aaron Nagler and Cheesehead TV to the one that he did with the athletic, just kind of recapping what had happened with Bach. But yeah, you never know what happens with travel, but no, I don't think he would have sat out that way. And, you know, his brother, he kind of said about his brother's tweet, like, Hey, it's his own social media. I don't control it. His brother has been known to um, poke jabs, have some fun, um, et cetera. Yeah. So whatever we don't, that's what's going on with the offensive line. And as we were to mention, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, questionable, going into this weekend hamstring injuries we'll see i'd love to have see one of those guys on the field um because that offense is just way more dynamic with them and it's even been you know halfway decent besides maybe the last quarter and a half last week um without him there and some of that obviously is packed by those guys that play up in the trenches and you know we'll go back to the defense side of the ball jair at the back we'll see what happens if he can go um it'll be interesting you mentioned zane anderson recently had signed a team um also another hamstring injury he's out I don't even know if he probably would have played regardless, but he has a designation that he's out. Um, you mentioned Van Ness. He popped up this last week with a with an elbow limited. I imagine he'll go, but he is questionable. And then Daniel Whelan, bad journal, you know, bad, bad big journalism on us, not knowing definitively what this finger is. I'm gonna have to keep an eye out. I might have to put a reminder on my phone when we see him punting, holding, etc. Uh, does he have an extra wrap, Janelle? Maybe it's like the where you uh you jam your finger in basketball or something, right? He's got the two the split right. wrap maybe on the yeah. two fingers. We got we got to see what's going on. We got I got I that was bad journalism by us for podcasting by us last weekend. So definitely gonna keep an eye on there. And then let's get over to the uh, opposite side of the ball. Again, the Saints are no they're no um stranger to some of these injuries. So as we always like to do, guys, kind of just get you the IR report. And before I forget. Um, well, I mean, one, it makes sense that some of these guys are hurt because they were Packers, so it's in their blood. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We got a couple of them, Jamal Williams. Um, before we forget, no, Janelle, IR, our IR report, pretty, you know, in, in reality, it's pretty good. Eric Stokes, and he's coming back, moving off there. We didn't put Elton on. And then truly, if you want to have a little bit of a silver lining, Rayshon Gary has been able to play. You know, he's gotten some reps, and he's, I would say, ahead of schedule from where he was. But I digress. IR for the Saints, first off this week, um Marcus May tested positive I believe for a PED or substance whatever policy for the the league similar to what their uh, rookie quarterback Jake Hayner did I believe is the same um suspension unbeknownst to us HIPAA laws if we'll ever know if it's the same thing that they tested positive for but super solid guy in the back end had played for the Jets a number of years um you know just another piece in that Dennis Allen secondary but he was one that got added this week but as far as other our IR spots um, couple offensive weapons throughout training camp and um, early in this year, Traquan Swift, maybe the most notable receiver who's more of a deep ball threat. They've had that for years and years and years with him there. But um, this week, like you mentioned, Janelle, Jamal Williams, unfortunately, with the hamstring, he's going to not play on Sunday. It kind of sucks, like really sucks. I mean, yeah, he's a saint now, was a, you know, played against us in the division with Detroit Lions, but Jamal's cool, man. You like to see him on the field. And he never, he's not one that if he were to have some positive plays, as he as he's an opponent they're really not going to be like home run plays it might be a run in from the goal line or a big you know physical run eight nine ten yards get a first down but you'd like to see him out there that blows um 
doubtful would be Foster Morrow, as we know, notably came back, I believe, from leukemia, uh, some sort of you know extremely bad cancer. And he's actually back in the field, but unfortunately, he's doubtful with an ankle. I know he had played, I think, last week, maybe in the week before, but um, that tight end, tight end room is also with not impact, or I guess wherever we consider Taysom Hill at this point. He's listed as a quarterback. Now, I know there's some fantasy football conversation earlier in the year about he was getting a designation to be a quarterback instead of a tight end. So that was interesting. But he's limited full participant then on Thursday and Friday with that knee. Um, That's kind of where they're at the offensive side of the ball. And then the main one I think that is very important, um, Kendra Miller, their uh, rookie running back. Some would also think a fantasy football darling, maybe a dynasty darling. He was battling a hamstring all year, and I think this is his first time he's actually going to play. And you know with the uh, Alvin Kamara suspension, the Jamal Williams injury now, he's going to be the focal back, and that'll be interesting to see what he can develop because also on IR, somewhat relevant, I guess, you know, Benjamin's another running back. So, like, they are down to very, very minimal where they're at with a running back. Um, to- you know, Tony Jones Jr. did have a decent game last week. He got some reps. They activated him. And he actually did fairly well. So that'll be the two running backs that have back there. Um, so we'll see what they can do with the ball. I mean, I think it's going to be the way they're going to succeed. You know, we kind of like to do this is figure out the path to success. I would say the path path to success with them with these injuries would be passing the ball a little bit, getting the ball out quick, maybe get Kendra Miller involved in the passing game, short, you know, dump offs or getting him maybe running behind that defense, defense, decent offensive line. Easy for me to say, or get it out to those couple receivers that we had mentioned. And then we'll flip to the defensive side of the ball. You know, I kind of recap this out. Uh, I would say the biggest one, the defense for them undoubtedly is Paulson Adebo. He is their current, the number two corner uh, with a hamstring injury. How many hamstring injuries did I list off? Six, seven, eight, six? Like, it's in, unreal. Um, yeah. Not listed on Wednesday, Thursday. DNP on Friday, questionable. My guess is he probably doesn't play. And then Janelle, as our uh, executive producer before the show me- mentioned to us, who would step into that number two role next to the current number one res- or, uh, corner, uh, Marcus Lattimore, excuse me, Marshawn Lattimore, who would step into the number two role? That would be... None other than previously Green Bay Packer, Isaac Yadam, formerly traded from the Giants back in end of 2021 preseason. He was on the Packers, another one of those big bodies, 6'1", 190, uh, that, that they brought in. So he likely could start for them, and I think that's something that, whether if Watson's out there, Dobbs is out there, whoever at receiver, I think they should be able to attack Yadam, especially you don't want to go towards Lattimore, especially with our younger receivers. I know he's well, been kind Aiden of a roller coaster. have a – Field day. <laughs> Jane reached up a field day. That has been a bright spot. Um, but I'm, I don't think you want to go towards uh, Marshawn Lattimore. He has been a little bit of roller coaster the last couple of years with his performance, but definitely seems like he's on the uptick. So that's where we're at with the the Saints, Janelle. Any of those yeah. that stick out to you? I would say their positive side. If we want to stay positive, offensive line looks pretty much in check. No big injuries or anything going on there. Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. 
Goodbye game six of the NBA finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used game time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using game time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the game time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, the more you look at it, it's like, okay, yeah, Jamal Williams, you remember Kamara's suspended. I think this is his final game of the suspension. Yep, so games. Yep. should be back next week. Um, And yeah, it's like, you want to see Jamal play and he is the only one here that's actually ruled out. Um, So it's very unfortunate that yeah, you get Kendry Miller, who their third string hamstring injury, Taysom Hill, who quarterback slash running back slash whatever, you know, he is kind of the trickster. So he's out. So it's like, they're really, really running thin in that running back position, which is very, like, it's very good for the Packers who do not know how to stop the run. If you, maybe if you just take away all the other teams running backs, then you will stop it. So, I mean, it could be really beneficial to the team in that way, especially after having to face Bijan Robinson, who just, you know, ate up that run defense. So, I mean, like I said, you really like to have the best against the best, but it does not hurt the Packers who have struggled against the run to see basically their entire running back room out or, you know, on maybe limited. Um, Cause yeah, Miller, he full participant all week in practice, but has that hamstring injury. Um, so it's like, will they really want to run him the whole time? Are going to be on a pitch count? Are they going to bring in someone else? Um, so I think that benefits the Packers in that way. Um, really struggling against the run to know that 
the Saints are really limited in kind of one of our biggest weak spots. Um, but then, like, you you look and it's like, okay, Jair's out. So if they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more, um, then that kind of, you know, it gets a little tricky out in that area. But um, I do think that, you know, all the injuries aside, it probably will be a really good game. Um so, you know, Derek Carr with the Saints, don't really know what he's going to be able to bring. It'll be really interesting to see. Um, and I'm not like a Carr hate or anything, you know. I'm just very neutral on him. But I'm kind of excited to see what he can kind of do and bring to Lambeau. And they're going to make it, you know, fans are going to make it hard on him. But I think that it could still end up being a pretty good game. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, a lot of fans are excited traveling out for the home opener. So hopefully injuries aside, they can still put on a show and go want to know at Lambeau to start the season at home. Hell yeah. You go from Bijan Robinson putting uh, Darnell Savage on skates or on a, you know, bird's eye view highlight reel as we saw that. I kept seeing that. Uh, and that Savage cut. actually had a pretty good game too. He so did, he did play well. He just go- kind of took a lot of heat. <laughs> Hell yeah. You go from one of the new bright running back stars in this league to you know combining that with one of the best running attacks with Arthur Smith, Tyler Algier, etc. And like now we go to missing their top two running backs, like we mentioned, Alvin Kamara, who definitely in the downturn of his career, but is still a solid, solid weapon. You mentioned one of those, you know, a trickster like Taysom Hill. He's definitely an X factor. Uh Alvin Kamara, if he's out there healthy, but then you at least get to go to, you know, a, a you know a rookie running back who's battling a hamstring. This will be his first NFL game in Lambeau Field, and you pair that with Tony Jones, who they acted from the practice squad last week, uh, it seems like a formidable chance that it would be like, okay, you know, this we don't, we, this isn't a bye week, you know, we're still a few weeks from there, but at least it's a little <laughs> bit of a, a lesser competition in the run game, we hope. The offensive line for the Saints, I think, is pretty decent. I know it's up and down. It's pretty talented, but it kind of seems a little bit hit or miss. But, yeah, you would think the best path to success for them would definitely be throwing the damn ball. Um, I would think both teams would be able to throw the ball, right? We already talked about right. um, Yadam that's probably going to be out there. I mean, if uh, their number two guy can battle back, that's great. But Marcus May is gone, too. He's another Swiss Army knife dude back in the back end. So it seems like it could be a passing game, but it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I know, like you mentioned, a lot of people are in town for the game. Uh, Dan Kotnick, our former host, who, who actually he, we should have pulled, called to the bullpen today. He's in Green Bay, Janelle. I should, we should have oh, had a guest. I could have brought him in at the end as a surprise. Um, you know, bad pot podcasting here, but I do have my video on that. You can see me, Janelle. And if, what if I would have wheeled Dan in here just on like, like a Chris Collinsworth slide in? Can you imagine yes. the, just the incredible moment that would be just for you and I to experience? It would have been, it would have been nuts. But, um, Dan will be at the game. I know a ton of other people are. I'm going to be at the game, Janelle. I got tickets earlier in this week. So, excited to go if anyone else is going to the game um whether you got in town on friday night you won't know about this that i'm going until you listen to the podcast <laughs> today on saturday or gearing up for the game on sunday but um reach out to me on twitter at matt underscore fray underscore if you need something to do on saturday need some recommendations want to meet up if i actually know you personally let's let's get together have a, a you know a couple pops and then sunday get down to the game as soon as possible but yeah anyone going to the game if you need recommendations or want to uh link up of course reach out to me on twitter at matt underscore fray underscore if you haven't already supported the podcast in some fashion other than just listening to this episode go find it on your you know favorite podcast outlets apple google spotify you know the drill go subscribe rate review please let us know how we're doing if we can improve on anything maybe 
give us some suggestions on how to be less docile when we have all these injuries. Maybe there's a, a positive thing you can throw towards our way. And of course, if you haven't already checked us out on Twitter, follow us there. Maybe you don't have an X account yet. Make an X account. Just follow us exclusively. We would really, really appreciate that. And of course, as I already mentioned once, go check out Pack a Day Podcast on YouTube because Andy's doing a great job there. A ton of guests, specials throughout the week. He had Sam Monson on this week from PFF. Um, so please go support there. That's one of my favorite ways to kind of stay up to date on the latest Packers news, of course, with also following all the other people related to Pack a Day Podcast. Uh, Janelle, I don't think you're going to the game because you probably would have told me. Maybe you left it for the uh, – you buried the lead like I just did. But um, let everyone know what you're – you know where they can get in contact with you and what content you've coming up this week and next week with uh, the Packers. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like I'm the only one not going to the game. Um, I know uh, – <laughs> had some people reach out asking if I was going and it's like, no, I'm like the only person I think at this point who isn't. Um, I actually, I don't usually go to the home opener. It seems like I think I've been to one home opener and that was the, that was the my knee game, you know, an iconic game for a home opener to be at. But um, yeah, no, I will not be at Lambeau until uh i should just you know catch the bus with the vikings because that's who i'm gonna go see at lambo so i will travel with the hometown team to my favorite team in october um but no unfortunately no september football for me so i will just be living vicariously through the timeline uh you know i'll be at my parents house watching the game in the basement like i do every sunday with my dad so It'll still be good vibes, but I will definitely be extremely jealous seeing everybody meet up and have a good time with one another. So the FOMO is super real right now. It's kind of hitting in, but um, I know everybody's going to just have a blast. So I'll I'll get my moment in a few weeks here. But yeah, I'm definitely starting to feel that little bit of jealousy as we get closer because Lambo is the best place in the world. So obviously, anytime I get to see other people there, I'm very envious, but I know that you know, this crowd's going to bring it and not going to make it easy on the Saints. So it's going to be awesome to see just kind of everybody having a blast. And I hope that the Packers can put on a show for everybody going because it seems like it's everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's going to be great. And you were just in town, you know, what, two weeks ago for the I think the 9-11 walk or whatever. So you've been here yeah. recently and you're going to be back this month. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be nuts. It actually just hit me like yesterday. It's oh, shit. It's the Jordan Love's first home game. Like, pretty crazy Ooh, um I didn't even think about you, that yeah i didn't think about it till yesterday but you, i mean you know i mean of all the home games that i can remember in recent years the the my knee one is man it's tough to forget i remember laying just face down on the carpet for about 25 minutes after he hurt his knee until after halftime i was distraught i can't even imagine the silence well, that was Kaiser came in and threw that ball right to cleo mac and it was like i my buddy who i was sitting next to he looked at me he's like I can't do this again because we had just had the year with Brett Hundley yep. and that was miserable. And it was like the aura at Lambo was just so dim. So that will always be a classic. So I'm hoping that Jordan Love, you know, really gets to enjoy Lambo. Cause yeah, he has he ever has he taken snaps at Lambo yet? I he was in Kansas City and then was it in, in Philly? Philly. Yeah, so it's and two away games to start the season. So this is truly. I mean, if he, I'm sure he's ta- so, I'm sure he's taking snaps, right? Like I would guess a couple, but like maybe, he's never he had, he's never started, nor has he ran like out of the, the tunnel. Snaps when you're either so high or so low, right? 
Right. So, so it's, these are like it is gonna be, genuine, these matter snaps. <laughs> yeah. And fortunately for me, like very fortunate, fortunate enough for me, like I've been to enough, you know, I've been to a decent amount of Packer games. So like, I'm going to try, it'll be different because it is the home opener, but definitely try to gauge the support that is coming out of the locker room when Jordan loves more than likely the last guy out and they're cheering for him and the fireworks are going off and they got the, the band on the field, the cheerleaders, et cetera, whatever the hell. Um, it'll be interesting to see the, the the praise and stuff he gets from the fans but i'm excited like you said it's gonna be it's gonna be great so home opener again janelle if anyone's you know like i said if anyone's got any questions free you know andy's been putting stuff out i think actually a little plug for them discover green bay if you guys are familiar with them um the events that are on here they just open their doors cut the ribbon whatever you want to call it um it's right off the highway off um, lombardi avenue coming in on 43 there and that would be one to definitely check out. I know they just, it's right by Lambeau field. It's tough to miss. So if you need some recommendations, you can tweet out at them, hit them on Instagram, Facebook. They're very, very active. Their social team's awesome. I know some people over there. So if you need any recommendations for stuff, they'll definitely help you out. And I know they were posting some stuff today, but yeah, anyone coming to town, enjoy it. It should be great weather. Um, looks like the, whatever storms coming through is going to be here and gone by Sunday. Um, should be sunny skies. And uh, Janelle, I've only gotten a, a sun, uh, sunburn at Lambeau field once. I believe it was for a home opener versus the Rams, if I'm not mistaken, if not earlier in the year, maybe. But um, nonetheless, I mean, if I take it. Packers football is not meant to be played in the heat. No, I would take a sunburn (laughs) over frostbite any day, but I feel like the opportunity to get frostbite at Lambeau Field game is higher, higher, much higher than uh, suntan. But regardless of the case, Janelle, um, let's see if the Packers can get out a little bit healthier out of this week. And like I mentioned, kind of in the middle of the episode, and you kind of alluded to it too, like – how does this trend towards Thursday night? I think there might be some judgment calls being made. Um, if we do get a, a lead out earlier up by multiple scores, which I don't think is happening, it's a pretty damn tight game. They do start getting some guys out, or if they're a little bit more liberal with taking some dudes out that might you know, have an injury like a back injury where Jager starts getting to tighten up, pull him out. We got some depth there at cornerback. Um, maybe they make a business decision to have guys a little bit more prepared for Thursday night when the Detroit Lions come to town. But we will wait and see. We, we don't have to do an injury report next week, then that means. We don't. Um, we get to mix uh, things up and actually talk about the game and have a little bit more fun instead of negativity. <laughs> yes, it is a complete pivot from what we normally put out. So I'm excited to get into that and hopefully talking about you know, the package being 3-1. and one. Um, But we'll see what happens, Janelle. But uh, for Eli Berkovitz, who couldn't join us, of course, Janelle Mackey, myself, Matt Freilich. You guys take, take care. Be well. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend, however you're indulging in it. And, of course, go, go Pack, Pack Go. go. O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh,